Here we go, episode 17 of the Hibs Ramble. The revolution has begun. It's me, Craig, and I'm joined again by my two co-hosts, Sean and Liam. How are you doing, boys? Morning. Good, good. You? Aye, all right, mate, all right. Just trying to pick the bones from Saturday's tight loss away to Park, uh, Parkhead. <laughs> um, we're not going to go into the game too much. What we're going to do is we're just going to let Sean talk about the game because <laughs> Sean's got one or two wee points he wants to address. So, Sean, it's over to you. One Take or two wee points? He sent a fucking Bible <laughs> in the group chat. <laughs> Right, to be fair, before we get started on these small points, I think we obviously made Celtic look a lot better than we should have. Um, And I think the fact that our lack of pressing from the front caused a lot of the goals, i.e. Kukarevic, Josh Campbell then coming out of position, then someone else coming out of position, that caused everything else. So let me go through the goals one by one. Um, as quite a lot of people have already identified, um, the first three goals all come down Cadden's side, and is at fault um, for <laughs> um, all of them, uh, pretty much. But again, like I said at, at the beginning there, it does come from the front because the lack of pressing or the wrong way of pressing causes Cadden to be out of position in the first place. First goal, Cadden's side, poor attempt to stop the cross. He... Um, he should, he should just step out, try and put a bit of pressure on the man. Doesn't do that, or if he's classing that as an attempt to stop the cross, it's it's very poor. Um, Lou Stevenson kind of looks like he missteps in a way just before the ball comes out. I don't know if they were trying to go and play offside or what, but shambolic defending, loses James Forrest at the back post, done, 1-0. Second goal, Cadden side again. Some people might say it's harsh to pick on Boyle for this one, but I don't. Um, if you're playing Celtic away and you're playing a 4-1-4-1, defensively when you don't have the ball, your your winger should be tracking back. So Boyle's at fault for that one as well. Um, the two of them, due to the lack of pressing in the right way, um, causes the man to become free, uh, allows the ball to come get crossed in. Again, Boyle should be following the runner, but he's not. Um, Hanlon absolutely bullied once again we've seen that um, and yeah it was just far too easy the second goal which really really pissed me off um, third goal lo and behold Cadden side once again it's almost as if they know that Cadden can't really defend which considering he's had a good start to the season just goes to show that he's still got a lot to work on um, poor attempt to stop the cross again not out quick enough again um, what really annoyed me with this cross is when we do look to get rid of it, um, the shot, like when it's deflected and it comes to like the edge of the box before it gets played to Forest, we've got excluding Marshall, um, everyone but one player in the box. So we've only we've only got Kukarevic up top. Every every other Hibs player is in the box, and yet Forest finds himself with about five yards five yards of space inside the box. Um, yes, David Marshall should probably do better and save it, but um, before it gets that far, Forrest shouldn't have five yards free in the in, in the box. Um, Hibbs goal, I think it's very, very well worked. Um, very good from Kyle McGuinness. Good run for Boyle and an even better run for Yuan. We'll talk about Yuan's um, 
celebration and stuff later on because there are questions about it and um yeah i think people shouldn't underestimate the the quality of the goal and the quality of the run i think he's took that very very well he makes it look easy hitting it first time as well um fourth goal what on earth is North Kenny doing? Absolutely no idea. He must have been looking at where he was going to play the ball, took his eye off the ball, trips over it. Um, I feel bad um, for the back line at that point because we're obviously not expecting that to happen. The way that he's lost the ball, um, our fullbacks are already pushing up. That leaves the, the big gap out wide left. So, um, yeah, can't really blame the back line for that. I don't think that comes from um, Big No in the middle, not paying attention really. Uh, it does take a deflection when it goes past David Marshall, so again, it could be quite quite harshly looked upon. Um, fifth goal. Um, <laughs> this is never ending, eh? Um, Craig, you picked up on the fifth goal when we were talking about it, or I can't remember if it was the fifth or the sixth, or about Rocky um, being too far up, but it is a reoccurring theme with the fifth and the sixth goal that the back line is all, all out of shape mm-hmm. for this one. Um, yes, Liam, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of uh, Cabraya again, um, but I certainly can blame him for this goal. You couldn't blame him for the fourth one because he's not expecting uh, Kenny to lose the ball in the middle of the park, but you certainly can blame him for this one because his defensive position is piss poor um, and he gets caught out, balling behind. He just doesn't read where the ball's going to go and it's just absolutely shambolic defending, to be honest. Um, a half-decent defensive fullback should be able to read where that ball's going to go, but he's caught out. Pfft, what else is there to say, really? Does that uh, feel better, Sean? Does that feel better? You've got off your chair. I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished. What did piss me off about this one is the half-arse run by Joe Newell on the way back. Um, he should be able to pick up the runner coming at the box, albeit the runner I'm pretty sure was um, their striker. So he has dropped off, but Joe Newell as a centre midfielder should be able to read where the ball's going to go and pick up that man. Half-arse run from him, very, very poor. Again, it does take a deflection on the way past David Marshall, so potentially if it doesn't take that deflection, Marshall saves it. But the but defence was just all over the shop. And lastly, the sixth one, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the back line's all over the shop. Um, I sent a picture in the chat, and like you've got Rocky on the edge of the box. The closest man to him is Joe, uh, Josh Campbell because he's following a man back. And then you've got Paul Hanlon, who looks like he's in the middle of the park as a centre midfielder who's followed a man out. It's just it's it's just shambolic. Um, I don't know if Rocky's too deep or if Paul Hanlon's too high or if, if people just haven't cut, uh, followed them or what. I don't know. Um, because of the poor defensive line and Josh Campbell then following his man and then being too deep, when the ball then gets played over the top, because Josh Campbell's followed his man, it's him that's then played everybody on. So if our back line had any sense about them, they would have either stepped up, which would have then prevented Josh Campbell from then having to follow his man and then play everyone on side when the ball gets played over the top. Um, I said in the chat as well, I don't know who on earth was meant to be right back or right wing back. I think we managed to work out it was uh, Mitchell. don't know what his positioning was. He was nowhere to be seen. It looks like Porto was, was right back. 
um, at that point when the sixth goal went in. But all in all, horrendous day at the office, hopefully never to be seen again. And probably it'll come at a benefit for Lee Johnson that we performed like that because it'll show him not only what we need to work on, but what some people's true character are like when, when backs are against the wall against a top side. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Pubs Amber. Jeez, later. I tell you what, I love doing this podcast. It's a right laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, so Sean, right, two things. First, if you had to sum up that performance in three words, give, give us your three-word review for that performance. Um, spineless, pathetic, and embarrassing. And the, the other thing is, I've not been funny, but you, you actually ruined my weekend away with my missus. Because I said put, that in. Just putting loads of stuff in the group chat, being like, Hibs, oh, this is this is right, this is right. I was laughing. I was in the hot tub going, oh my God, look, that's a sixth goal for Celtic. I was out. I was out at the time <laughs> during the match. And I would say, I turned around to Chloe, I was like, oh, it's three and a half to 20 minutes. I was like, I do not want to go home and watch this. And then I did go home. The highlights came up on Twitter. And I was like, I'm going to have to. And that's when I put the, put the rant in. I watched them this morning. Do you know what? I'm going to give you a two-word review in my summation of the performance, and it's not good enough. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Anyway, right, so that, now, now that we've got that out of the road. Um, well, <clears throat> also, also, just a, one more thing on Celtic is my um, friend Mark said that he would do a pie review, and he said that the pie was absolutely atrocious. So if it makes you feel any better about not going and not having to see that uh, result, also, the pies were really, really bad as well. So you never missed out on anything. He said he oh, was having when, when, my dad asked, when my dad asked the question about the pie review, I, I do vaguely remember Celtic Park pies being absolutely atrocious. Pretty much. Yeah, like, I've never had a good pie at Park Um But see, just to like the, the stuff that Sean was saying there about the character and, and all that, Liam, Lee Johnson in his interviews with BBC Sky, um, I've not actually seen if he'd done one with Hibs TV yet. But BBC Sky in the print media, he was very, very scathing of the players. Yeah. He said that, because what, what, what I picked up on having watched the game, right, is at no point did any of the goals to me, did I sit and watch the goals and think, fucking hell, what can you do about that? It was it was literal schoolboy stuff. It was passing and moving. The simplest thing, the message that I tell twelve-year-old laddies: make the ball do the work. The ball moves quicker than you. Santiago Nunes taught me that <laughs> as a young boy. The ball moves quicker than you, so make the ball do the work. And time and time again, all they done was passed and moved, passed and moved. Um, what do you make of uh, Johnson's comments on the players after it, Liam? Because it's not the first time that he's shown that he's got a bit of a, a sharp tongue when it comes to criticising. Yeah, it's difficult for me because I I never saw the whole game. I've just seen the goals back, but no, I'm I'm in agreement with you is that the none of the goals were you couldn't do anything about them. The they best were, was ever goal. The best goal scored during yeah. the game was was the Hibs goal. Yeah, um, but I actually saw someone on Twitter or Facebook or something like that saying that it's not the first time that Lee Johnson's you know come out and criticised the players openly, but you know at some point. Like he, he never blamed himself for us getting knocked out of the League Cup. He's not blamed himself for anything at Celtic. He did just no, there. He did. He said he said with the media that um, he takes responsibility for the way that he set the team up. Oh well, 
and then I'm talking shit then. But no, I'm, I'm. It felt was refreshing because I did feel it like it was a very, very bold start and eleven in shape to go for. I think all three of us thought we would have expected a change of some kind. So I, I was very, very surprised to not see any. Yeah, no, I I'm fully, I'm fully behind managers <laughs> coming out and and criticising, saying it's not good enough, rather than giving it, you know, oh well, we worked hard and it just never happened for us, and. You know, even though that's not what's going to be said in the dressing room, I'm quite. It's quite good that he's transparent with the supporters, yeah. So that we know what he's thinking and stuff like that. It's it's refreshing, yeah, definitely for sure. I do think he needs to be careful though, because doing that too often, without, you know, I, I get that he took responsibility this time, but he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it getting beat one 0 at Tannadice. We're not going to get beat six one every week at Parkhead. No. To be fair, well, he didn't, he didn't do that with the Tannadice one. Do you know what I mean? He came I've out and said that he would have done really, really well. So. Yeah. No, I do. I think... I, I, I got the, the impression when I first met him that he's... Oh, here no, we go. I was at the press conference. No, but he's, <laughs> he's not he's going to be like a Jack Ross who'll sugarcoat it and he'll say, these boys have been brilliant for me. I'm not going to chuck them under the bus. Like... For me, what's refreshing is that he said a lot of what I've seen, which doesn't necessarily always happen in football. Um, but like Sean says, I think it's good that that... No, it's good, but I'd rather take a performance like that against Celtic at Parkhead than against Harps at Easter Road or Aberdeen at Petaudry. Um So I will leave that in the past where it belongs and move on to Friday. Can we be happy now? Can we cheer up now? I'm fine. Like you, I was pissing myself laughing. I was like, Emma, look, there's, a, there's another one. <laughs> no, another one! <laughs> For God's sakes. I can't handle this. So, Friday night, St Johnston, Hibs doing the, the initiative regarding 10 out of 5 or tickets. This ticket sales are going really well. But I think the talking point, the main talking point is going to be the, you know, the fact that the Trailblazers, the originals, the first, are innovators again in Scottish football. Now, just before we start talking about what we're going to talk about, because obviously we are going to be the first team, along with St Johnston, to trial, well not to trial, to actually use VAR in Scottish football. I suppose as being the home team, you can kind of take more of a, more of a lead on that. It's us, it's us that's doing it. Um, we've collated a few facts to show the, the you know, the, the pioneers, as the, as our hospitality lounge says. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's remember that facts cannot be disputed as well, Craig. Yeah, yeah facts don't care about feelings. So <laughs> uh, I think the most important one is the Trailblazers. We were the first British team to compete in Europe. Um, we were the first British team with floodlights. We were the first British team with a shirt sponsor. Also, we were first to wear the green, which is even more important. Yeah. Um, there's a couple here that we've we've we trolled the deepest, darkest parts of the web. <laughs> these ones. Um, Hibs were the first close first club from the east coast of Scotland to win a major trophy, the 1887 Scottish Cup. Um, also, these these I didn't I didn't expect these ones. These ones are quite weird. Uh, we were the first to have two linesmen at a game. <laughs> so initially, when linesmen came, they just one of them just ran the full length of the park. 
we started and I'm going in opposite directions. Um, we were also the first team after subs got introduced to sub a sub. <laughs> so when subs went from one to two, we were the first team to sub number one with number two. And then the best one, this is courtesy of Sean, this is an absolute gem. Uh, we were the first team in the UK to get two men sent off in one game. And believe it or not, one of the men sent off was the great-grandfather of Ryan Porteous. Runs in the family. It runs in the family. And like we say, facts do not care about feelings. And also, Craig, the first Scottish team to have uh, sponsors on our shorts. So we are. Yeah, and also, do you know what's funny? I, I need to double-check this one because I don't know if this one's right, but I think we were the first team to have an arc at the corner flag as well. Oh, really? Uh, never used well, to be. Used to we'll be need, the, to, we'll need to get that fact-checked, but that's quite a lot of firsts, you know. Yeah, I bet your heart's is listed first is, like, fucking shite. Uh, the first team to have a former MP push themselves in front of the world's media. There's one. first team to have a fucking stadium next to a shitey farm. Next to a shitey what? Farm. A farm, oh, right. Uh, the first team... They've got too many. The first team to get caught... Uh, having... Nicking poppy tins. Yeah, the first team to have uh, intercourse relations with their own family members en masse as well would probably be another one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, the Saints, like we said, uh, Sean, we done this last season and it turned out quite well. Ten for adults, five for kids. Friday night football as well, which I think is nice, a nice novelty every now and again. There's something different, I think, about watching a game under the floodlights. Especially um, on a Friday rather than like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Good, good initiative for the club again. Yeah, Sean? brilliant, brilliant, big fan of it. Um, hopefully, it's stuff that we see see more of. I was actually a big fan of the the late kickoff that Aberdeen and Dundee United done the other week. Um, so Friday night kicks kickoffs, I like them. Late night Saturdays, stuff like that. It's, I think all initiatives are welcome. Uh, big fan of it, and it just goes to show that you know, lowering the prices and getting the numbers in, it certainly does pay off. It does, Liam. How we know these games didn't typically draw in humongous crowds. Um, I know Hibs try to say that there's there's like seventeen, eighteen thousand at home games against St Mirren and that, but there's no. We can all see it with our own eyes. Yeah. But how much of a boost do you think it will give the players to see a full a full packed Easter Road on Friday night? A huge boost. Um, I think well, we've had a couple of close sellouts with Rangers and. Hearts at Easter Road so far, but I think, um, I mean, a full house always will help the players and and spurn them on. I think we did the same thing last season against St Johnson as well, didn't we? So, uh, and that and that was a, a really good turnout. So uh, I can't remember if we won that night or or whatever. Can you remember? Did we win that day? Pass. It was maybe a draw. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I'm just uh, you know the the pessimist in me is saying oh we're, we're going to have a sellout and get and get spanked and Melker Halberg and Trey Light are going to score, aren't they? It was our draw. We've finished now. Now, um, I think importantly, just in case anyone's not sure, it is actually a half seven kickoff, not a quarter to eight kickoff as normally as on a midweek sort of nighttime game. So I half seven, don't be late. Going into the game, St Johnston have only won once in their last five. Um, they beat Dundee United 2-1 away. They were pretty unlucky against Celtic at home. And um, then they've been beaten 
either side of that by Kelly or St Johnston. We're on a run now after four consecutive wins, now two consecutive losses. Do you think this has become a must win? Yeah. 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 Like, it's, it's, a, it's a side that we should be beating as well. And I know I said on one of the previous pods, I don't want a reoccurring theme of dropping points to teams that we shouldn't be getting beaten by. So it's definitely a, the importance of it is is growing because of the last two results as well. Um, and considering how close the table is between third and seventh, I think, between us and Hearts, all the teams between there, the, the points are very close. So we need to make sure we're picking up the points against the teams we should be picking points up against. Well, there's actually enough, there's the same difference of points between us and Rangers in second as there is between us and Ross County in 12. So <clears throat> the league for me is taking a sort of similar shape to how it did last season. Between us, and, between us in third and Motherwell in eighth, there's only four points. Um, Aberdeen, St Mirren, Livingston uh, and Hearts have all got a game in hand on us as well. But no, I, I do agree. I think Saturday... Is, Will that not be two games in hand come full-time yeah, so, well, as well? I think they'll, they'll play the following Saturday, so it's the, that, the extra game will quickly go. But if we want to stay in... Th- I mean, luckily we're still in third, having lost twice on the bounce, but... If we're wanting to stay in third, we need to get a win on Saturday night. In terms of uh, how we're going to shape up, how we're going to line up, Sean, would you envisage a lot of changes for for Parkhead on Saturday? Um, I would. I'm expecting at least two. Um, whether that leads to a change of shape or not, I don't know. Um, I just I just feel like it's it's required, especially those that came on against Dundee United and, and didn't play so well, and again, those same players that maybe played against Celtic, I know it's Celtic away and it's a tough match and we got pumped, but there's just far too many bodies in the last two two games that haven't pulled their weight when they've been on the park. So um, I think it is a massive, massive fixture for that reason as well, and I think I expect at least two, maybe three changes. Um, I don't think I'll, we'll see a change of shape because it is, a, it is a team that we should, we'll have a lot of the ball against and dominate against, so there's no point changing to a 3-5-2, not for this fixture, not at home, I don't think, but I do think we will see a change, um, especially in the three behind um, the striker. We might even see a different striker up top as well. Uh, what about you, Liam? Are you in agreement with that? Because the, the way that Johnson spoke uh, after the Celtic game, he seemed to indicate that at least five or six weren't they pulling their weight? And I think that's evidenced by the fact that he made five subs at half. Eh, sorry, four subs at half time as well. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put past them to make that amount of changes. But you know, we've been used to Lee Johnson picking similar lineups uh, throughout the season, and it's not you know only two games ago this set of players were really pulling their weight for Lee Johnson and the rest of the team and getting on a really good run of consecutive wins. So they don't become shit players overnight. And after two games, they, they didn't become shit players. So I would be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised, sorry, if he made a lot of changes, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he only made one or two. Yeah, I think I think one of the more obvious changes is uh, Kyle McGuinness coming back in for the start. I think it's the time for him to start, yeah. I thought he was, I mean, he's had, what, minutes up at Ross County, um, he had a good run out at Easter Road, I think. On who was mother? Was it Motherwell? Motherwell. 
got two minutes against United. minutes against United, but he got the full half on Saturday. And contributed to the goal. Yeah, arguably looked really. I thought he looked really sharp when he came on. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't if there was a nailed on change. I think he's one. I also think we'll probably see uh, either Rocky or Will Fish coming at the back. Um, as much as I disagree with the the leathering that Hanlon's took in, took in, taken uh, since Saturday. Um, you know the amount of people that have jumped on it, saying he's shite, he's hopeless, he's this and he's that. Yeah, that's not. Um, didn't he seem to be saying he was shite and he was hopeless and he was this and he's that when we won four on the bounce? So I think when you concede six goals as well, there kind of needs to be a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction in terms of changes in defence because yeah, but I think something. it was more. I'm more talking about the the there was no criticism of Porteous. There was no criticism. Yeah, came on at half time. We conceded the same amount of goals in the second half with Rocky in defence as we did in the first half without Rocky in defence. He escaped criticism. Largely, the majority of the criticism went towards Hanlon and Stevenson. Easy targets, though. So I wouldn't be surprised to see one of, if not both of them, out. Um, and like us, like you said as well, Sean. I, I think we'll see a different front three. Um, the front three that I've been playing have been, uh, to pardon the pun, off the boil for a couple of weeks now. Um, so been, I would be very surprised if, uh, sorry, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them, uh, so the three that started at the weekend, McCurdy, uh, McCurdy Kukarevic and Boyle, were swapped out. Uh, we've got Mitchell's back fit again. I thought Mitchell actually looked quite sharp when he came on. Melkerson weirdly warmed up with the team but wasn't in the... I was I was just about to ask that. I wasn't in the squad at all. I was I wanted quite a weird day. He did warm up for the team though, so I don't know if he's maybe pulled up something in the warm up. Um but we've got Jair as well. Yeah, we've got enough options now where we can um you know, we can mix and match, we can swap them round. But no, I don't see you can't even need you I can change shape and Try to go against what's been working for you in the blip of what what is arguably a freak result because ultimately yeah. Celtic have taken nine off Dundee United, they've taken four off Rangers, four off Kilmarnock. Do you know what I mean? They can they can do it on their day. It was just unfortunate that no, no, no disrespect to St Johnston. I know we all hate them for the results that we had the last couple of years, um, but they have kind of been our our bogey side, but they are still a side that we should be beating. So dare I say we we could risk you know changing. Wholesale changes, do you know what I mean? Making wholesale changes even, and and trying something like that with 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 the same shape but with different players, giving them a run out. We've still got more than a quality on the bench, and even those that don't even make the bench to, to still beat a side like St Johnston. Mm-hmm. I know I'm sitting saying this now, and I'm leading us up for a defeat fucking on Friday, but um, we've got more than enough quality to still win the game with players that we have on the bench. So I don't see why we can't take the risk. And get that win, especially. Can I just the interject there, Sean? Can I just interject? And you said no disrespect to St. Johnson, but can I make you change your statement and say complete disrespect to St. Johnson? They're an absolute diddy club from a diddy city slash town, whatever the fuck Perth is. They're diddy. a horrible bunch of people. They've got disgusting strips, and they're fully a bunch of hibs rejects. 
and I hate them. And they've got a weird Twitter account that seems to be obsessed with us as well. Oh, uh, I hate that guy. He blocked me on my on my like my personal account because he he couldn't handle when we beat them last season. And uh, I was I was actually me- not messaging him but tweeting him after the first game of the season and he was not happy off the ramble account and um, thankfully he's not actually blocked us yet because well he'll he'll not be happy on Friday when when we get the get the big one. Yeah, he'll not be happy and hopefully his train's cancelled as well. Prick. Talking of big one, um, I would like to think that I was half right on the prediction because I did call a Celtic win. So yay me. Um, Talking I said 2-2. Two, two. We nearly got two goals. Aye. Celtic got three times two as well, so... Yeah. I was the basically was right. The mass was there. Uh, Liam, your predictions for Friday night, please. Uh, I think we're going to bounce back. I don't think we're going to give them a doing, but I think we will win 2-0. Sean, two one, two one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a two 0 as well. I think we're still, we're still alright at the back. We're no, absolutely hopeless. Um, but I think two 0s I think we'll concede, and all the fans will get on the back, and then I think it'll be a late second half showing to win, win the game. Yeah. That's no, um, right, on to our, because I know we missed it last week, um, on to our, sort of the, for the Ramblers as Liam's calling them, which I do not agree with. The Ramblers, all like the it. Ramblers. I like it. Sean likes it as well. Not for me, it's not for me. To um, be fair, it could be worse, you could be long bangers and you could have the bangers, that's just derogatory. I think they like, like that. An insult. They like that though. Derogatory. Um, at Hybe's only on Twitter. Um, released so we've got five fixtures left until the break for the World Cup three at home, two away St Johnston on Friday St Mirren the following Saturday Aberdeen away Friday on the 4th uh, Ross County at home on the, the 8th of November and then Kelly away so we've uh, put it to use how many points would you be happy from with from these fixtures Gav Dick who's a regular contributor to, to our Twitter, Twitter menus uh, Gav says 12 points a must only game that should be tricky is Aberdeen maybe Kelly uh, Ibe's only 12 Lee Deej some name that uh, 15 out of 15 please would grumble a lot with 10 or fewer Joe the Falcon got to expect 15 from that 10 plus though I'd take John McIntosh 13 Jeff Ashton 10 to 13 12 minimum from uh, David A underscore eighteen seventy five. Lewis Connor says twelve to thirteen at least. Kev Wilson ten to thirteen. Gordon well eleven. Jack uh, beat them already. Bar St Marin ten plus minimum. Ped Keenan says twelve. Willie William Henderson fifteen. I mean there's a there's a there's a re- reoccurring theme. Uh, with, with this Robert Neverson says ten. James Kinnebra says ten minimum. Would like twelve fifteen's a dream. Uh, and Colin McLennan Who's that? Must be our first time contributor, don't know who that is As a famous local band frontman once said We're not here to take part but to take over Don't recall Conor McGregor being a local band frontman <laughs> um, Unfortunately that didn't quite happen 
uh, but I'd be happy with 15 points. No one, <laughs> no one, <laughs> no one has went for 10 or uh, less than 10. Because uh, well, who wants less than 10 though? Yeah, I believe one. I believe we nine. should be. I believe we should be looking at 11. Personally, I agree. I'd um, love. I'd love 12. Winning the I'd home games 12. for me, given the opposition, is an absolute non-negotiable. I think. Yeah. If we've got any aspirations of finishing third and getting into Europe next season, we've got to beat these daddy clubs. I'm afraid. But Petardry away and Kelly away. And, no easy places to go. Aberdeen. I'm buzzing. Great. I'm buzzing for Petodja away. Yeah. Nah. I'm staying over in Aberdeen and going for a wee night out. Yeah, I think we're going to do too. We go for a little swally. But aye. Other than that, I don't think there's much disagreement with a lot of them. I think 15 is a bit too ambitious. Um, we're no. I, guess, I think if you, if you look at what happened last season. There was about an, an eight to a five to eight fixture around the fixtures where Hearts put a run together and everyone else kept dropping points and then that then created the gap that people then couldn't catch. Yep. So I think between now and the winter break it is a great opportunity considering the opposition that we're playing, that even if we were to get um fifteen points or twelve or or something of that, we could potentially create a bit of a gap as well um, I know Hearts have played both the old forum between now and the break um, so everyone else is going to have diff- difficult fixtures and be playing the old forum at some point so I think we should be I mean we should be trying to win every game but I think this is a great opportunity that if we can get 12 to 15 points we could potentially see ourselves sitting comfortably third come the the, the, the winter break and hopefully that I is think the case. that I think that game against Aberdeen is going to be vital as well. I can see them picking up some points between now and then, and that one potentially being a bit of a six-pointer yeah. per se. Um, maybe to, to put a little bit of distance between us and them. Uh, but no, I mean, we those all, all those games in isolation, we should be winning every single one, really. Um I do think obviously it won't work like that, but having the two home games back to back against the two Saints gives us a platform, I think. Um, especially knowing the fact that Aberdeen Hearts, etc., have still got a game in hand on us. If we can take maximum points for the two home games, um, one after the other, I think that puts us in a really strong position to attack the other final three games before the break comes. Uh, Jeff has asked to get our best eleven players in the park. Which formation should LJ consider? Four three three five three two four four two or variations of one of them, i.e. four three two one. For him, it's a five three two. Who would he pick? I don't know. He just he's just said about the formations. All right, I think four three three for me. I like the four three three at the moment. Yeah, no, I wouldn't tend to disagree with that. Um, John McIntosh is a bit of a sad one. What's everyone having for their tea? He seems to like like knowing what we're having for our dinner. Can I also give a shout out to John because he told us uh, last week that he was having fajitas for his dinner, and I like fajitas. So is that thanks, is that, John? Is that your contribution, now, Liam? Uh, yeah. The sad part is uh, he says, and I don't really have another question this week. Blame it on the performance on Saturday with a colon and then an open bracket. Oh, no, don't be sad. Don't be sad, John. Um, also, I think I'm having toes in a hole for tea. tonight. Macaroni I'm having toes in a hole. 
had macaroni cheese last night. I'm um, going out for dinner, so I don't know what I'm having yet. Do you know where you're going? Uh, potentially Miller and Carter. Awesome. Can you hide money in the Corrigan household, eh? <laughs> what cost of living crisis? <laughs> uh, Logan's asked, what shape should we go with on Friday? For me, it has to be 3-5-2. And he said... Uh, with Marshall, Rocky, Porto, Hanlon, Boyle, Newell, Kenneth, McGuinness, Mitchell, Yuan, and Miko. I would go for 4 3 3 again. Gav's asked, uh, Sean, good to see Yuan get his first goal. One of the only positives. How many changes would you make? If I was to make changes, I would start with McGuinness and Rocky. I think that's. Yeah. I, I'd agree as well. I, th- I think, yeah, I think those two will come in. I'm just curious to know that if Rocky does come in, is he replacing Hanlon because Porto's not going to get dropped, or, or is he changing shape, which yeah. I don't really want to see him do at home to St Johnston. No, I would, I would agree. Um, in terms of how many points should we expect, we've got uh, Lewis with ten plus, Matt has said eleven, uh, Mel has said ten, Riley has said nine at least. Our first under ten. Which kind of goes in with the winning the home games is an absolute, an yeah. absolute negotiable for me. Uh, our good pal King of the North Billy, the fair of the twins, has asked uh, a lot of fans raging at Ewan for putting his goal in celebration on his Instagram story. First goal for the club, but happened during a pump. And where do you guys stand on this? I'm actually going to cut in first and say I think a lot of the fans' anger has just come from the fact that we that we got beat 6-1. If we got beat 2-1 and Yuan put that goal on his Instagram, I'm sorry, is there going to be as much of a an uproar? It's he's been he and he's been a scapegoat for a few weeks now. Um and I, f- I feel like the the witch hunt for him is completely unwanted. The the guy is come he's a young laddie. He's come over from a foreign country, Celtic are a worldwide club. Uh, without giving them too much respect and he's went into Parkhead and he scored and it's his first goal and he's good goal as well Liam good goal as well it was a, it was a brilliant goal and I, I honestly I could not care less that he's put on his put on his Instagram sorry and to be honest it's actually a shame that he's had to take it down because of the amount of stick that he got don't care about it I'm just really glad for him that he's managed to get off the mark. I thought it would have taken a tap in to get him off the mark, but it's a really good goal and I'm I'm really chuffed for him. I agree, but I'm I disagree with the whole Instagram stuff. Like I don't I don't see I don't see the thing is if if you don't want to see that don't follow him on Instagram. I I understand some people's grumbles uh, in classing it more of a, a, a weak mentality or I think it's a cultural thing. For me, it's a cultural thing. It is. And I think the problem doesn't lie with Yuan's mentality. If if his mentality was the problem, one, he wouldn't have made it where he is. I know he's a young boy. He's playing at Celtic Park. So his mentality for me isn't isn't an issue. We've seen his work great. We've seen how hard he works on the pitch as well. But like Craig just said there, it it is. It's a... a, What was the word that you used, Craig? Um... It's, it's, the, it's the culture nowadays. It, it's what happens. It, it's what happens. If it doesn't matter. Like you, you see McCurdy putting up pictures on his Instagram when we get beat, although the caption is different. 
I know they're talking about this being on his story and not an actual post, but I looked at Yuan's post of the pictures of the game that he put up, and I didn't really see that much anger there. Um, it's just the dumb he thing. Ce- he, should, he should celebrate a goal. I know people are giving him stick for how he celebrated it as well, but again, I feel like that's a bit out of turn. Um, it is his celebration. That is how he celebrates his goals. He wasn't shushing anyone. Um, if you actually watch the goal, it isn't until he's halfway back to this, the halfway line that he realises he hasn't done his trademark celebration, turns around quickly, does it, and goes back. It doesn't delay the, the restart of the match. I don't problem with it at all. I don't have an issue with that at all either. Um, I think, do, do you think that people took it the wrong way, though? Do you think that folk thought that he was shushing the fans? Oh, 100%. I, I, I don't think, think so. I just, I just, I seen, I seen it as if he was almost trying to shush the Celtic fans in a way. No, I no. I, I'm I, saying, I, I do you think, think Hibs fans thought that he was shushing the Hibs fans? No, I don't. I've saw, I've saw some, some people think that, yeah. Um, but they are space cadets and, and weirdos, so <laughs> uh, they are also the ones that are criticising him in the first place. Um, I just feel like if your anger is going to be anywhere else, why is it not in our defensive performance instead of? You know, the, the one shining light. Yeah, the exactly. The, the, which he should be taking a lot of confidence from. Yeah, I uh, think don't, I, don't don't have a go at a young foreign lad for scoring a good goal at, at one of the best grounds in world football. Have a go at our defensive display instead, because that, yeah, that's yeah. atrocious. I I agree, but I still I think celebrating when you're getting beat three 0 and then uploading. It was two seconds though. It was two seconds. I, I, I still I just think it's Tim Pop. Like go and get the ball, go again, get another one. Go and get the, do you know what I mean? Like I just, you can even see it at the at the tail end of the clip as well. Boy on, uh, boy all. Ah, it does Shoves them as if they say, "What are you doing?" Like I say, I think it's a it's a cultural thing. I just. I can I can see where you're coming from, Craig. For but me, I don't really have an issue with it. Acting like that when you're three 0 down, having been battered in the first half, is a bit tin pot. Like, but that's that's just for me. I'm not going to criticise him. I hope he takes a lot of confidence for. For getting that goal, and I think thank you, well, as well. Liam said, though, if um, it was like a two-one or that, I don't think people would be criticising him. If we, if he'd scored that goal, I know it's a hypothetical and it's a pointless conversation we're about to get into. But if we'd went on and scored a second and it finished three-two, I don't think people would have moaned about. Or if it was three-all, or even if we went in one-four-three, like people then wouldn't be moaning that, that he'd done it at three-one. But I, I, I completely, but I, but I completely get. Where you're coming from, Craig? 100%. I do get, I do get where you come from, but for me, I couldn't care less. Nah. it is a cultural thing, especially with with, with foreign lads as well. So it must be a generation thing, Craig. Eh? You've, I mean, and that's and that's what we're all look at that. Look at, on the ramble, we we'll have different points of view, and we're still as tight as we were before we started. Um, Haley's asked, has anyone checked on Hearts down there? We're not getting into that because that has serious biters on the arse uh, potential. <laughs> someone's, someone's going to clip that. Yep. And, uh, and feed In the all seriousness, did anyone expect to win against Celtic or would you say it was more of the lack of effort? Um, I thought we had a chance. I genuinely thought we had a chance. Um, but I couldn't have foreseen the the performance playing out the way that it did. Um, Jack, but the points again, has said... We have the ability to get 15, 10 as a bare minimum, 12 will be happy with. I think we'll get 13. Jack's just been a sensible lad and covering all bases there. We'll, we'll love to see that. Good fella. Uh, Thomas Mercer saying 15. Uh, Kev Wilson, another regular rambler. 
contributing towards us. Uh, your thoughts on Johnson's post-match comments? Personally, find it refreshing to hear a manager question the players publicly without crucifying them. Also, the criticism aimed at you and by we virgins on here is pathetic. Um, yeah. Cheers, Kev. I, I can confirm as the father of two boys, I am not a virgin. Um, but I'm not criticising him per se. Just I thought it was a bit timpot. Uh, we've discussed the Johnson comments as well. SCS 1809, he's irrelevant. <laughs> um, Logan, Logan is saying uh, 12 to 13 points. Uh, Martin is asking how were the pies as we've deciphered uh, Mark took a pie in our, our absence and said they were absolutely ganting um, Stuart says he's not got a problem at all with Yuan. Uh, glad he started scoring some some fans especially Hibs fans moaning for the sake of it and we'll end on this right this is a lovely lovely message we've had this morning um, from Tasha Brown not a question but just want to say great podcast every week makes the drive to work go quicker Oh well, what? Tasha Brown, huge Love shout that. out for you. Of that. What about Thank the you other, very much for your the other one? I think it was was it Saturday morning pre-game. That put a smile on my face. Where was it? I'm going to find it. Um, US soccer hib. Love the ramble. Hate racism. Go hibs. Love that. Big fan of that. And he uh, is from Boston, or so he's. Um, Boston, Boston. has your mother, has your mother. You love to see it, love to see it. You know John Cena? Hey, you know Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> what is he <your> <laughs> <laughs> Mark um, Wahlberg. Right, do you know what, um, before we go, um, we'll be back to talk about it next week after the, after the St Johnston game, but myself and Sean, if you want to join us, we'll be in the Famous Five lore next Wednesday night to go and see the under nineteens against I'm going ex- as well, just yeah, not you're not though, are you? You're not, you're you're not. So myself and Sean will be representing the Ramble in the famous five lore next to block next to the block seven boys. and we'll just be supporting them from the, we'll be standing I think at the back of the stand we're gonna go. So if you want to come up and say hello, don't because we're incredibly shy and nervous people <laughs> Don't have time for any. Oh, I'm trying to enjoy the game. No selfies over here, Bolt. Yeah. Um, but no, the tickets are only a fiver for adults. And I think, is it free for under 16s? I, think, I don't know if it's 16s or 13s, but there is an age range where it's free, so get along. So if you're stuck with nothing to do next Wednesday night, go along and support the, the young boys against FC Nonce, not to be confused with uh, Nonce. St. Andrew. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with that. They're not playing a team of uh, convicted paedophiles. They are actually playing the youth team of a popular French league. Uh, team. You're <laughs> uh. Uh, bilingual on this show, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's bilingual. only bilingual, though. Um, but I mean, Sean and Liam are all going to be there. Liam's got to be sitting in the prawn sandwich seats. Me and Liam have got to be in amongst the Rajis at Block 7. Um, if you've not heard our podcast with Block 7... Go back and listen to it. It was really good. It gave us a, a real good insight into the boys, how they got together and what their aims are for the club moving forward. And this is another trial for them in the Famous Five lore. So the more bodies they can get in there to show it's a success, the better for them. Um, bye. That'll do us for this week. If you can, keep following us on our socials at the Hibs Ramble on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Keep getting your questions in. We... I've noticed week on week we're getting more contributors. We've got the regular guys that are doing it, but we also have 
new people as well. We do appreciate it. Um, we are only 17 episodes in. We're trying to give an alternative to the other Hibs content, that, the really good um, Hibs content that is out there as well. Um, myself and was it Lee Ryan from Down the Slope joined Matty's uh, Spaces for the Long Bangers thing on, on Saturday. Um, so I, even if you get a chance, listen to that after games are really good. But I just subscribe to whatever podcast player you use, Apple, Spotify. Do we go anywhere else? I don't think we go anywhere. YouTube. YouTube. You got you can see us on YouTube now as well. And as you can see, we all rep either classic, current, or legendary Hibs merch. So yeah, we'll be back next week. Actually, I might come back at the weekend because it's a Friday night game. We'll see how our schedules tie up, but we'll be back early next week. Well, we'll, we'll definitely be back to moan about how shite VR is and that we want it out of Scottish oh, football. Even, you know, we mentioned it, but we didn't even talk about how much of an impact it's going to have. But why don't we talk about that when it has had an impact? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Um, John, let us know what you're having for your tea, because I don't think we ever ask that back. Well, I asked it last week, and that's why I said to hear us. Oh, well, aye, let us know, John. Or everybody else, let aye, us know. Everyone let us know what you're having for your tea. Yeah, we're very interested. We what we were going to have. So. And we, would, we would love pictures as well. The pictures. We'll, we'll Although we're not going to start retweeting everyone's meal pictures on, on the timeline, so we're not doing that. I will. They, they, I will. Can certainly, they can certainly get the pictures in. A new, I'll, yeah, I'll retweet them all. A new feature, the Hibs Scramble. Yeah! <laughs> there we go. Right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back soon. Thanks again okay, for joining us. Bye, everyone. Yeah, See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye.